0: I did
1: not talk to the serpent, that's a holistic discernment, daddy said I'm
0: told me can't me, I guess my some tea, I'm like we're early, i might get in the
1: swirly. And we're
0: back, Dump on the Ump, season 5, week 23, this is the C-Block, ladies C-block. and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. This is ostensibly a baseball podcast. I'm going to let you know that today is Sunday, June 16th, when we are recording this, so things may have changed by the time that you listen to it. Uh, Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going?
1: Hey, Joel. Doing good. This is Sam. I'm broadcasting live, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. And I would like everybody to know that this recording of Dump on the Umb is a day game of sorts. Me and Joel are recording this in the afternoon. And thus, we have not been drinking at all. Right. Uh, So, this C-block is probably going to suck. I just want you to know that.
0: We are so, so... Right now. We're so
1: sober. <laughs> Joel's like pretty caffeinated, but I've only been drinking <laughs> seltzer. So <Yeah. laughs> uh, it's probably going to be fucking boring. That's all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> I've had like three gla- uh, three glasses, three cups of black coffee. Kind of twitchy right now. <laughs> uh, the other thing you should know is if you're listening to this, I am probably on the road I'm probably in New York, so like physically, we're probably in exactly the same place right now, while you're listening to it. Although, it, we're in the past. You know what I'm saying? We're in the past, but by the time we po- post this, we're probably together. So, um, if you are listening to this, hit us up because we're probably going to go into some baseball games in the New York and Boston metropolitan areas. Right. And, uh, find us and you know
1: we will not be sober then
0: no we will not
1: be by sober. the time you listen to this episode we will be drunk i yes. can almost guarantee it
0: <laughs> right but right now it is uh three o'clock in the afternoon and we're both both pretty sober, right. still sober. <laughs> <laughs> totally sober
1: in <laughs> fact <that. laughs> but anyway, um, thanks for tuning in anyway i guess yeah yeah appreciate it um
0: Okay, so, Sam, you were telling me about these New Yorker articles that you've been oh, reading. Oh,
1: yeah. I read a, almost entire New Yorker the other day, and I really hate to say this, and I feel like I've been kind of ducking this for years, um, because it's like, the New Yorker, it's like, oh, this, that's the like, intellectual magazine, and all the smart people read it, or whatever. <laughs> And that fucking magazine sucks. Like you can take this as a hot take if you want or not, but the new, I'm just going to go on the record and say that the New Yorker as a magazine fucking blows. And (laughs) I'll tell you why I've like read a number of articles, New Yorker articles over the years and like, been like, Oh, okay, this is cool or interesting or whatever. But very rarely sit down and read an entire magazine let alone a New Yorker. But I was reading this magazine and I was reading an article about Beto O'Rourke and I was like five or six pages in and I was like, I'm done with this article. Like what the fuck else is there to say about this guy? And there was like 10 pages left in this article. And that's nice. the problem with the New Yorker magazine is that they think that everything that they do has to be like fucking so long. And right. the truth is, is that nobody in the fucking world cares about Beto O'Rourke enough to read fifteen pages in the New Yorker about him. Right. <clears throat> totally. And I think that, I think that that's I think that they get away with it because they they have that you know liberal elite like East Coast uh, standing that they do, right. and so people are afraid to be like, oh wait, this publication fucking blows, but. I just want you to know, New Yorker, that I figured you out, and you're terrible. Like, learn to like restrain yourself. Five pages of Beto O'Rourke is okay. Fifteen pages of Beto O'Rourke is fucking not okay. Like, it just isn't.
0: (laughs) See, the only comparable experience I can say is. Because I read almost everything off my phone now, especially my news, right? Any news or nonfiction stuff, and I'll follow a link that will like, oh, this looks interesting. Like, you know, I read a lot of education policy and stuff like that. Sure. And I'll follow a link to something that looks interesting, and then it's just some like random person spouting their un you know, unbased opinions. And I'll be like, okay, this is kind of boring. And then I'll check and I'll be like, oh, wow, this goes on for a very, very, very long time.
1: Right. And then you'll check again and you'll be like, oh, wait, this is the New Yorker. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, at least the New Yorker is doing, like, some kind of journalism, right? It's not just some nobody. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. their opinion for 15 pages. That's I'm thinking true. of The Intercept or The Jacobin. It's all these, like left socialist people that i read on the internet where i'm like wow this person is really really passionate and really boring and
1: long-winded they have a lot to say about this topic right Uh, i I, yeah that's true and you know i read an interesting article in the new yorker about corruption in the uh, professional soccer in europe so that was cool but like there's you know, the New Yorker's got, like, there's some stories in there. There's, like, long-ass articles. And it's, like, yeah. clearly there's nobody who's, like, interested in all of this shit. So you have, to, for anyone who's reading it, you have, like, a bunch of uninteresting things in there. Well, and
0: I used to have a sub- uh, subscription to the New Yorker. And the whole point of them was to pile them up in the bathroom. Like, the New Yorker is what you read when you take a dump. Right.
1: Yeah. That's exactly.
0: what they're there for. And then they've got right. the, like, the like kind of stupid cartoons that don't really make any sense.
1: Right, and aren't funny. And
0: like, and like that's the point of them that they're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. I used to think like, oh, I don't get it, but it's like, it's not that I don't get it. It's just that it's not funny, you know.
0: You know what is funny is the huh. far side. The far yeah. side is funny. They should right. just keep print far side cartoons in the New Yorker.
1: Right. Well, the New Yorker was like. Or maybe it was the other way around. Maybe the Gary Larson of the Far Side saw the New Yorker, and he's like, "Oh, what if I did that? Only funny." Exactly. And, then, <laughs> and he's like, and they're like, "Holy shit, Gary, you might be onto something."
0: Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. Exactly. He is so good. I feel like a lot of my sense of humor comes from reading Far Side as a kid. Um, although, did you ever read the Sunday funnies, right? Uh, yeah, sure, of course. The the color... I would read those as a kid. And there were always two side cartoons. Right. And I was such an idiot because I would spend time trying to find the connection between the two side cartoons.
1: The correlations.
0: Yes, but there never was one. Right. And it took me years to figure that out. Right. Yeah. Anyway, side's awesome. Okay, so, um, tell me about this... European soccer. I mean, World Cup's going on right now. Women's World Cup. Tell me about this article you read about Euro Cup or Euro. Right. This
1: was actually pretty interesting, and, and but also it was kind of less about. And maybe I just have to like do a little more personal research into this because it seems super interesting. But the article was less about the actual corruption and more about the kind of whistleblower hacker who. Recently was arrested and I think is awaiting trial in Portugal right now. Okay, Um, or I'm not sure how old that magazine was, it could have been years old. And this shit, it's old. No, no, it's not.
0: Well, whatever, it's pretty recent because I've heard (laughs) stuff
1: about it. I just don't know. Yeah, so there's this guy, he had this blog called like Football Talk or something like that, where he basically
0: printed you f u t b o l football.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I
0: could so much.
1: Yeah, he's a Portuguese guy living in Turkey, and he was ran ran this blog. But he also was like, the reason he's in jail right now is he was like not just releasing these documents that he had either gotten from informants or ha- like more likely he hacked. He claims he's not a hacker, but okay, uh, there's pretty good evidence that he is. But the reason he's in jail is because he also was like using this as extortion material Um, because there's like a lot of money in uh, professional soccer in Europe, like the Euro cup leagues or it's a 26 billion or $28 billion industry, which is bigger than the MLB, the NHL and the NFL put together. Right. So huge amounts of money. The point of this story is that there's also a ton of black money. Like there's no oversight um, and there's also a lot of buying and selling of players, Uh um, not in like a slave trading sort of way, but like one team will be like, I will give you 120 million, million euros if you trade me your star player. Like they won't trade they will like trade players for other players they'll trade players for cash right um, cash
0: goes to lining pockets
1: right and also like nobody really is in charge of paying attention to where that cash comes from you so know. there's like tons of russian oligarch money in the european leagues there's like massive amounts of like middle eastern oil money and like Chinese money as well, like that it's kind of running all of these big teams that you hear about, like Manchester United and uh, <clears throat> Barcelona and Madrid and Juventus, and all of these big teams all have tons of shadow money and the and it, and they like there are laws that say you can't spend more money than you were bringing in in like soccer related revenues, right so which already gives bigger teams um bigger uh advantage cuz they can make so much more money off of like endorsement and shit like that uh-huh. but even beyond that there are these teams who are signing endorsement contracts worth 17 billion dollars with like russian shell advertising corporations that don't actually do anything and then they're like oh we just got this 17 billion we can spend 17 billion more dollars wow so <clears throat> anyway kinda interesting. It's pretty interesting. Very Um, interesting. And probably worth a B block at some point, but
0: Yeah. Well yeah. I don't
1: really I don't know enough about it yet to kind of speak to it for that. This is
0: also like true detective Istanbul or something like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Who is the actual soccer player who's gotten tied up in all this?
1: Uh Ronaldo has. A number of soccer players have. Okay. Um and but Ronaldo got busted for tax evasion, and then his whole the whole Ronaldo rape situation, uh, which broke a few months ago, also came out of this kind of dump of information from this hacker.
0: Yeah, no, this should be hold on to that New Yorker article because this would make make a real good beat block. Um, yeah, yeah, I've only heard a little bit about it, but. The, the dark money. Here's my, here's my question. The whistleblower. So he's in jail right now. Right. Was he a whistleblower or was he using this information to blackmail people?
1: He was doing both, I think, but he was claiming to be his like stance is that he's a whistleblower, uh-huh. but he's in jail for extortion.
0: Uh-huh. Cause that's another interesting angle that we could take, you know, What's when you're talking about, you know, investigative journalism and freedom of speech issues out, you know, where's this borderline between, oh, I'm doing a public service by making this all uh, known to the public versus I am blackmailing these oligarchs to try to get millions of dollars for myself.
1: Right. He also his stance is that he's a soccer fan and his. Uh, team is like a small market team in Portugal, so uh-huh. he was like started doing this claims he started to do this research into uh, and then saw how uneven the playing field was, and then um started you know releasing this information and his to his credit, his first big release in like two thousand and fifteen or two thousand and fourteen or something had to do with his own team uh-huh. um because they won the euro cup one year and they had this coach who um was like led them to victory and was this really good coach and then what happened is this german team bought the coach from the portuguese team which technically is not allowed under the rules but they have these like it's not allowed but it's kind of an honor system thing like there's nobody who's like paying attention essentially Uh So he found out they sold the coach and was pissed, and then released that. But then, like another thing he did is like released every single email and all of the data on all of the servers of all of their rival team. Like he really fucked over his team's rival, and they like all went to jail. Well, that's.
0: That's probably worth it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So anyway, that that was pretty cool. But, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, yeah. Let's uh bookmark this because I like what you were saying about using this maybe as a B block uh, later this summer because that's some interesting stuff. Let's uh find out more about it. Another thing that I just thought of is that could you know last week uh. Oh, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. Last week, you talked about when you went to the uh, Negro League Museum in Kansas City. And right. you told us that story about Satchel Paige going to play uh, for the dictator of the Dominican Republic,
1: right? Yeah, that's pretty tight, right?
0: That was really cool. Let's bookmark that also for a, a B-block dive. Because Did you I,
1: order that book? I
0: haven't. I might do that right now. Yeah, I wonder if they've got it at the library. I might go to the library. Um, nerd. Oh, I except uh, the last book I checked out from the library was that book about Jim Thorpe. Did I tell you about that? Maybe I, I did. It, it, was, it was pretty good. I would give it a B, but I had it for like six months and I ended up paying the library like more than the book is worth. And, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> um. Okay, so we also talked about David Ortiz, right? David Ortiz was shot in the Dominican Republic, um, few weeks ago, he was... Who's buzzing your...
1: That's crazy. Uh, that's just a helicopter,
0: probably. Okay. Um, he was shot in the Dominican Republic. He was, uh, shipped urgently to Boston where he's been recuperating. He had multiple surgeries. He, last I heard, he is walking. He is recovering, but he's still in the hospital. More information has come out about this, uh, this attack on David Ortiz. Uh, th- I'm going to read from ESPN.com. Among the suspects in custody is the alleged shooter, identified by authorities as Rolfi Ferreria, a.k.a. Sandy. Police Major General Ney Aldrin Bautista Almonte said the alleged coordinator of the attack was offered 400,000 Dominican pesos, or about $7,800, to carry out the shooting. He said the alleged coordinator also is in custody. Among the other suspects still at large were Luis Alfredo Rivas Clace, a.k.a. The Surgeon, as well as a woman known as The Venezuelan, or Red, and two other men prosecutors said in a statement so my only thought about that was all these dominican criminals have pretty cool nicknames right (laughs) like this seems like it was definitely some kind of dominican mafia hit
1: right like why can't we get those good nicknames is that what you're saying
0: yeah kind of (laughs) Um, but also like i'm looking at a new york daily news article right now uh like this is deep
1: right I again right. Okay, this it's, new- a, it's a thing this is a this is a caper this is a uh true detective sort of situation
0: exactly so this is from the new well, this is from the new york daily news okay whatever new york daily news there are shady links to the slugger, tease, going as far back as the early Red Sox days. Behind his megawatt smile and baseball fame across two countries lie complicated issues and confounding lifestyle choices that include ties to an accused gambler, an alleged affair, and an unreported hard chase, and subsequent cover up of the crash. Like, did you know anything about this? Like, Babe
1: Pappies? I don't
0: know. Confounding First country. of
1: all, what is an alleged gambler? And like, how is that? Like, what is that? It's like, oh, this guy's a gambler. It's like, well, no shit. That's legal in almost every country in the world. So right. what? I don't see what's bad about that.
0: Well, I think the daily news is trying to make it more than it seems, possibly.
1: Yeah, I don't remember anything about a car chase, though. All right. But I just, I feel like a car, uh, like a gambling, a friend who's gambles uh-huh. and, and an affair and a car chase that, I don't know, Seems those seem all like kind of mundane things in the life of an athlete. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like. You know, it'd be one thing if it was linked to an illegal gambling ring. Right. Which, if there was even a sniff of that, the New York Daily News would have printed that as fact. Right. Because that's the kind of high standards that they have.
0: I know. And in the New York Post. I kind of... Like, this is the opposite of the New Yorker, right? We're talking about, like, New York print media.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> that's true, like... The New York Daily News, it's like they don't even have articles, it's just headlines. Right.
0: <laughs> also, this is an aside that I've noticed. They have headlines about, like, random things across the country. Like, so much of what they do is, like, Florida man gets attacked by gators. Like, right. that would have no, like, relevance to me as a New York media consumer, other than laughing at Florida man getting attacked by a gator.
1: Right. I would say that a gambling, a friend who's a gambler in an affair, and a car chase, a car crash that you tried to cover up is like a daily occurrence for a lot of major league athletes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if A-Rod did that, you'd be like, again? You
0: know? <laughs> The life of A-Rod is just him going around covering up all these car chases and gets involved in.
1: Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> rod is secretly involved in like a speed racer like illegal race circuit.
1: Yeah.
0: Formula one or whatever.
1: Yeah, anyway, I'm not I'm not like concerned about that headline from the Daily News. You know, right. that's all I'm saying.
0: Okay, yeah, fair enough. I'm just I'm just we need to this should be another B block, you know, true detective. Last week, we decided that it was part of a voodoo, uh, part of undoing a voodoo curse that was keeping Dr. John alive.
1: Right. Exactly. It was a voodoo. Turns out David Ortiz is a voodoo doll for Dr. John.
0: Right. So we should actually, we should sell that story to the New York daily news and see if they print it.
1: Yeah. Undisclosed source. <laughs> right. Undisclosed source in the sports media world.
0: Right. That's us. We own the sports media world. We are right, both. exactly. Yeah. Uh, do you remember yeah. do you remember the weekly world news? And like yeah. they do that's, like Bat Boy and shit like yeah, that? That's still a thing. Is it? I thought it closed. Do you know?
1: Did it? I thought
0: it did. I kind of miss that.
1: That's, it's like Fox News took all of their, their viewership. <laughs> I guess. but it, they fold, it folded because all of their, the people who bought their publication could get the same news from Fox, Fox News and not have to read anything.
0: Fox News would <clears> be so much better if it was just coverage of UFOs and that boy.
1: <laughs> it basically is.
0: And then we could sell this. Okay, so maybe we need to take this story to Fox. True. We should actually get our own show. We should be Fox News' actual sports uh, reporters.
1: (laughs) Yeah, agreed.
0: Yeah. But that would suck. We will be. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, let's write a letter.
1: Yeah, take a letter. (laughs) (laughs) Dear Fox News.
0: (laughs) I think that we should be... Your official sports show. But then we'd have to have Kurt Schilling on the show like every week.
1: Ugh. God. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: <right. laughs> oh, we could have JD Martinez on and he could just show us his gun collections.
1: Right. Yeah. This week on JD's guns.
0: <laughs> I would actually kind of be into that.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, special gun correspondent JD Martinez. <laughs> Uh, that would be awesome. That would, that would be actually pretty good. Yeah.
0: Um, Alright. Um, I'm running out. The, other, the only other story I had was a shout out to Giordano's Pizza. Um, I got into a very long Twitter argument the other day about New York pizza versus Chicago style pizza, which I feel like we've had many times on this podcast.
1: Right, Chicago-style pizza is not pizza.
0: That's what you say. I say if you go to Chicago, you have to stand for Chicago-style pizza. The worst play about this was this is some Chicago White Sox fan talking shit about Chicago-style pizza on Twitter. Like,
1: right, because it sucks.
0: Like, whatever. We're not refighting the pizza wars. Who's <laughs> right? well, cool
1: not awesome. pizza. It's just like saucy cheese bread. You know what I mean? It's pizza cake.
0: Right, it's, it's like, like it's like lasagna.
1: Right, it's like pizza casserole. It's yeah, like if, if Chicago style deep ditch pizza is pizza, then pizza flavored combos are also pizza. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, like it's the same shit, you know. It's like <laughs> as close to real pizza. One is equals the other, you know.
0: Right, right, right. I see what you're saying. Well, the best part about it was that. After a while, Giordano's, which is actually my favorite uh, Chicago-style pizza chain in Chicago, their Twitter account busted into our conversation and started uh, participating, which was awesome. Shout out to Giordano's. Thanks for the pizza that I had delivered to my apartment in Chicago in 2007, and uh, they should sponsor us.
1: Right, and then pizza-flavored combos should also sponsor us.
0: Yeah, <laughs> because, because they are also legitimately pizza.
1: Right, because yeah. if, if the one is legitimately pizza, then so is the other.
0: Gotcha. Now, are the combos the little, like, cracker things, or are they like the frozen... I'm, not thinking, I'm also thinking of Hot Pockets. Are Hot Pockets pizza?
1: If, if Chicago-style deep dish pizza is pizza, then hot pockets are also pizza. Um,
0: oh, pizza cheeseburgers, that's pizza. Yep. yep. Yeah, uh, pizza bagels. Pizza bagels. Actually,
1: that is that. It's like that, if deep dish pizza is pizza, then so are pizza bagels. Are also pizza. Right.
0: <clears throat> Everything is pizza now.
1: Right, apparently everything is pizza. If Chicago deep dish style pizza gets to call itself pizza, then everything is pizza.
0: <laughs> a grilled cheese sandwich with tomatoes on it is pizza.
1: Right.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. You just have to like expand your definition of what pizza is,
0: I guess. Right, I, I love it. I think we're onto something here. Okay, so we've covered uh, lots. Uh, we need Giordano's to sponsor us. We need to get a job with Fox News. Uh, the New Yorker sucks. It does. <laughs> uh, the New York Daily News will print anything. Um, what else have we forgot? And make it sound sinister. And make it sound exceedingly sinister. Right.
1: Yeah. It's like, David Ortiz is really oh. popular in Boston, oh. but have Bobby. you heard? He doesn't eat breakfast three out of seven days of the week. Oh, oh, oh. What, what, are do- what are you doing what are you doing, Joel? Joel. I can still hear you. <laughs> uh anyway, maybe I should keep talking. I don't know. It seems that Joel can no longer hear me. But Yeah,
0: yep, that the second time. I need to change this wire. We just had another 45 seconds of silence because I unplugged the exact same wire I unplugged like two weeks
1: ago. Right, but I can <laughs> still hear you. I think it probably was still recording. Oh, sweet. So what were you talking about? Well, I stopped because you started waving your arms.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Again, I am 100% sober,
1: but I'm all sweating from all the <laughs> You're just like flailing your arms around in a, like a caffeine-infused rage, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a puppet. Uh, okay, So what were you saying though? Say it again, real quick, and then let's get out of here.
1: I was just uh, nothing. I was just making fun of the Daily News and how they just try to make things about David Ortiz sound sinister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like he's a people like him in Boston, but. He was in an unhappy marriage.
0: Oh, right. Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah, that makes sense.
0: That totally makes sense. Cool. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has been the Stone Cold Sobu C-Block. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Again, this dump on the up, we are ostensibly a baseball podcast, but the C-Block is when we talk about, you know, whatever we want, I guess, print media today that was cool um if you are listening to us on apple itunes give us a rating a review and subscribe to us if you like what you're hearing tell your friends you can also check us out we're on spotify and soundcloud and also contact us uh through any of your social media platforms instagram twitter facebook you can also check us out on wordpress again ladies and gentlemen from champaign illinois my name is joel sam's coming at you from brooklyn Thanks so much for listening. Um, we will see you next week. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Wish I could tell you It's ready. Right. Tell you it's ready today. They don't give nothing away. Ah, I just don't know. you to your way. <laughs> That's <it. laughs> at the end of the day. Music is all we yeah. got. <laughs> Music's all. <laughs>